You are listening to the Coach's Ed Podcast, exclusively on the Rush Podcast Network. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Rush Podcast Network. This is Pablo Toledo, Rush Talker Sporting Project Director. Um, and this is going to be a very interesting podcast uh, that's hopefully a lot of help, not only for our coaches, but for our families. Um, we're going to get together with Asia Mape. She's the founder and CEO of I Love to Watch You Play. That is an organization that specializes in sports parenting. Um, and she's going to walk walk us through the whole fears and situations and, and, and the stress that is generated by the tryouts period. Um, she's a wealth of knowledge. And um, it's very, very interesting because... She's going to talk from a very humble approach. She's going to talk from the, the story of a parent that was not always such a good sports parent and how she learned and went through uh, research and the process of trying to help her children do, um, try to help them, you know, su support them best through these very stressful moments. So I hope you really enjoy it and um, send us feedback. Thank you very much. Hello, everybody. How are you doing? This is Pablo with Rush Coach Development. Um, super happy today. Asia Mape is here with us. She's the director. Asia, what type of what 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 title do you use for? I love what I love to watch you play. Uh, I'm the founder. I I um, call myself the founder, the CEO. Either of those work. <laughs> very good. Very good. So, um, Asia is a wealth of knowledge. She um she works with parents. This is uh, this is her organization. It's a wonderful organization. Um, called I Love to Watch You Play. In fact, if you would like to visit for an introduction, I love to watch you play.com. Um, that's really, you're going to find a lot of helpful resources. But um, you guys know me already. So um, I'm actually going to let Asia introduce herself and uh, share a little bit of her background. And thanks again. And to start with, thank you very much for taking the time to, to do this. Thank you. Thank you, Pablo. I really appreciate the chance to talk to all your parents. Um, Kind of, as you mentioned, I started I Love to Watch You Play in 2015 for parents of kids who play sports, basically. Sports, you know, they've been a part of my entire life. I played as a kid. I played basketball at a small D1 school and eventually working in sports television for 20 plus years, um, Super Bowls, Olympics, NBA playoffs. But once I had my own kids, started going through the youth sports cycle, I realized not only did I need a lot of help and guidance, but a lot of parents out there did. And they felt the same kind of out of control feelings that I did. So we started, I love to watch you play. We're basically a platform to help parents raise happy, healthy, successful athletes. And, you know, basically I do it by researching, writing, interviewing all the top experts, athletes, newsmakers, and youth sports. Um, it was kind of my background in journalism uh, really kind of translates well into what I'm doing now. And then I bring all that information and share it with parents and coaches and administrators. So I'm really happy to be here today to talk to all the Rush parents. That's amazing. That's amazing. Did, did you have like a particular experience, maybe or something that happened to you that triggered the need of saying, you know what, I should do this? You know... Um, so many things triggered the need. I, and I like to laugh about this. And I think it's one thing, one reason why our content resonates really well. I was not a good sports parent and I, I still learn and grow every day. And I'm, you know, involved in it 
every single day, hours reading and writing, and I still make so many mistakes. It is, it's really hard, you know, and I thought I had it all figured out. I've been on, you know, NFL practice fields and on the sidelines of um, every major sporting event and witnessed and watched coaches and amazing athletes. I was like, oh, I got this. Like I was a college basketball player. I know how to do this. And um, yes, I did know how to like instill and raise good athletes, um, but not in the way that we need to be doing it. I was, my mindset was, oh, how to be the best. How do you get good? I was basically going at it from this approach that is completely counterproductive in the end. Kids mm -hmm. should not be treated as many adults. And I think a lot of us parents and with good intention, and I never try to make parents feel bad about this. A, I've been there, but B, I think we all come at it with like a really good intention. We want to help our kids. We wanna give them opportunities and things we didn't have as a kid. Um, but I think sometimes that gets lost and we end up doing the opposite. We really, we see it all the time. So many kids who can't make it to the finish line. They can't even get through high school sports. They're so burned out. And the, the dynamic between the, the child and the parent has gotten so bad because of youth sports. And it's really sad. I mean, sports should be all about character building and learning um, leadership and working in a team and having fun. And yes, there is a point and an age, um, you know, when it when you have to get serious and, and that takes a little bit of a turn, but still the root of it should remain the same. And we, we need to sort of remember that they are kids, even as far as into high school. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I love and I love that that you say that. And uh, and in fact, um, if I can add one one little thing. That I do a lot in my coaching is like I, I do tell my players, and we always say like you know it reaches a point in your in your sporting career that you have to get serious. And I tell them like, but but that doesn't mean that you're actually have to, that you actually have to be serious. It's like just take what you do seriously. <laughs> I you like don't that. Have to take yourself seriously. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. Well, I mean, everyone wants to do something they're having fun at, and when you take exactly. the joy out of it and the creativity out of it, and it becomes a job. They don't want to do it anymore. Exactly. You know? Exactly. Exactly. That's it. That's that's exactly what we try to tell them. And say, hey, that doesn't mean that you can laugh for a second. That's great. <laughs> for a like, second, just idea. a second. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, no, but that's a, that's a very good start anyway. And um, actually, um, I, I like the I, I like the fact that you're you're stating there has to be a little bit of humility. Um, I know an, an, an educator that once told me something that I liked. I thought it was, it was raw. It was, it was intense to hear, but he told me, um, you know, just because you're a good parent, it doesn't mean that you're a great soccer parent. Um, and, and yeah. it's, and it's hard to hear it, but, but it's the same. And, and, and as a coach, it's the same for us. Like I, I, a lot of times I think like coaches, we need to be a little bit more humble and actually you know, be open to the idea of sitting in our car after a session saying like, you know what, that was actually not my best coaching ever because it happens. Yeah. You know, we're, we're human and sometimes we don't do the best job. Um, but that's a really yeah. good start. That's a really good start. Um, you know, it's, I, I think this, one of the reasons why I wanted to get together with you is um, we're going through trials and um, trials are like, are like the most stressful time in the year for everybody. <laughs> 
they're just cruel. Um, so, um, as a, from the parent standpoint, what are, what are the most common concerns you believe that parents face through this stressful period? You know, I mean, I think almost all parents can kind of relate to most of us want our kids to make the top team, right? So it's stress. Are they going to make the team? Are they going to get the coach they want? Are they going to be on the same team with their friends? Is the kid going to bomb the tryouts? You know, there's, and I think a lot of times there's the kid aspect, but there's also a parent aspect that if you've been on a certain team and you have made your friends and you have your social structure, there's also this fear of that falling apart for the parent themselves. And I think um, I've seen this happen a lot in my own kids' worlds. You know, you, you really sort of get this wonderful relationship with the parents. And if you don't, we, we have kids who don't make that team again. It's just, you can feel like your whole world got cut off. You know, it's a real mm-hmm. scary time of thinking what's going to happen next. And I think also parents are deeply afraid that their kid isn't going to be on a team that's going to see their development going straight up. Right. And I think this is like, if my team doesn't, my kid doesn't make the top team at nine, he's not going to make the top team at 10. Then like, and you feel like it's this sort of um, FOMO or, you know, that horrible feeling that your kid's going to get left behind if they're not making the right team or getting the right coach, um, which is, is kind of crazy, you know, I, I think that parents need to, and, and I've felt that before too, it's not crazy that they feel that, but what's crazy is that if you can step back, and I'll, I've, I've just gone through it with a senior who just graduated, um, she played water polo, she quit her senior year, but I can see the beginning now and I see the end, and for her it was, her junior year was the end, and the development doesn't go like this, Pablo, as you know, as a coach, it goes like this, right? And if you can kind of sit back and see that whole dynamic of how it changes and not get caught up in one year, he doesn't make it, or, you know, oh my God, the world is going to fall apart and really kind of meet your kid where they're at. You're going to, you're going to have a lot um, better time at this because it's a long game and it's a long journey and riding on every little tryout and every game is going to be exhausting for you and stressful for you and your kid and your family. And the last thing you want is a kid going into tryouts, feeling stress. Oh, 100%. 100%. That, that's such a good point. Such an important point. I, I always try to pass that message to, to the families that I work with. Um, in fact, one, one of the first things that I wrote about, um, trying to understand, as a parent, trying to understand what we do as coaches is, is, is always based on like, please remember that this is about learning. This is not about performance, not right now. We want to see the performance later on when they're 18, when they're 19. That's the moment that we really care about yeah. performance. But when they're 10, just remember that it's about learning. And uh, like you're saying, it's it's not like, it's just one straight road up in the in development. Right. There, there are a lot of there are a lot of downfalls that are actually part of the learning process. Some of those downfalls, we actually want to see them as coaches because we know that yeah. that's the moment that learning is going yes. to materialize, you know? Yes, exactly. And I think as parents, it's hard, you know, we're sitting there watching our kids and we're like tunneling on them. And we're just like every little mess up, 
oh no, oh no, you know, and I think that is, is just so important what you said, those failures. And as a coach, I'm sure also in, in, within the game, within like bigger picture failures, but seeing how the kid responds and you know what, they don't, they don't know how to respond if they haven't failed very often. If a parent is always sort of like running around trying to like, you know, keep them on that right path. Failure is growth period. And you're going to grow way more during failure. And I think, you know, that that's a super, super important point for parents to remember. No, no, 100%, 100%. In fact, I always give these very, very concrete examples because I work in soccer, obviously, but um, I always tell my parents, I see a lot of youth um, teams that what they do is, um, especially when, you know, when when it's like grassroots stages, there's, there's always like different um, levels of development so it's very it's very normal to find one kid that is like beyond fast in comparison to the others or things like that um so so you see a lot of youth things and maybe what they do is they you know they they just kick it they just kick it and that kid runs and eventually he's gonna <laughs> run faster than everybody else and score a goal and, uh, and I was telling like, please don't confuse that. Like, there's nothing good happening in this moment because nobody's learning anything. Yeah. It's, we're just yeah. taking advantage of a temporary thing mm-hmm. for a performance point. I way yeah. rather lose more games, but actually make sure that they're experiencing a different situation that's forcing them to learn something. And, 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 and I mean, it like specifically in the soccer environment, so they don't think that it's something very philosophical, you know? Um, but that's very, very, very important to start to start from there. I, yeah. Yeah. No, you're so right. I think parents. That's a whole different webcast that we'll do. But parents get are so misguided, right? About and and I think that's one of the biggest frustrations of coaches. The uh-huh. parents don't really understand. They want to win, and it's just so silly. Like you're saying, you're not learning anything from that. But to bring it back to our point, that kid that runs the fastest. And goes and gets that ball and scores the goal. How many times, Pablo, have you seen that kid ends up being very slow after puberty and everyone passes him? And just to bring it back to our point, it's up and down and kids are growing and changing. And the kid that is the fastest and scoring all those goals and their parents have them in every top camp and this and that is probably going to burn out. And so your late bloomer might become shooting up. So like be patient and meet the kids where they're at. Exactly, exactly, 100%, 100%. Now, there's a, there's a really interesting point that, that you mentioned before, because um, I think you mentioned, tell me if I missed any, but you, you mentioned two really big concerns for families, right? One is, is the one related to the, to, the, to the son, to the player specifically, that is like, is my kid going to make the team? But you mentioned another one that I realized not so long ago about that, that is um, a lot of the concerns actually come from the parent, um, from the parent's fear of losing that social environment mm-hmm. that he's a part of, right? And, and they're a part of. Exactly, yeah. Both. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I would say that is, and it's it's an awful feeling and I've had it, I've, everyone goes through it at some point, a very good friend of yours and they're, your kids are best buddies and you're on the, they're on the team together and it's like wonderful and bliss. And then you have a tryout and now all of a sudden that person's having to be over there. And it doesn't even matter if you made the top team or the less lower team, 
it's just awkward and it's awful and it feels bad. You know, there's like, there's really no way around it and how you navigate that and, you know, how much you like try to make them feel or send them a note or, you know, it's, it's just like, it's, it's a very tricky, difficult situation. And I think the parents worry about their kids losing their friend, friend base, and they worry about their own friend base. And Mm -hmm. You do, you really become like a family. You're traveling all the time. You're kind of in it together. And then all of a sudden a tryout and it all gets shaken up again. So it's super stressful and for very good reason. No, completely. In fact, I was was going to ask you, Isabel, what would you advise to the parent um, going, I mean, in terms, in in relationship to these two big topics that you were, that you were mentioning before, like. Well, you know, for the child, I think, first of all, it's really important not to bring stress to them, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, even young children know it's a tryout. Even if you haven't been talking much about it, they know from their teammates, from their um, coaches, whatever, they're already feeling stressed. Mm -hmm. And really, you know, the last thing you want to do is add any extra stress or make them feel worried or concerned. You want to do the opposite. You really want to downplay it you don't want to get them uptight. You want to keep them feeling confident. You want them to walk onto the field feeling happy, joyful, confident, and prepared, you know, and not, not at all worrying or over-talking about it. As, as you know, Pablo, the whole tryout has really been going on all year, right? So yeah. your, your coaches already know most of the kids unless they're coming in from another club to try out. And 100%. so... It, so there's no point in at that point saying, well, uh, don't forget to like, uh, like you're just stressing them out. The parent, mm-hmm. the coaches know them. The kids just need to get in there prepared, feeling comfortable, confident, and low stress. I mean, I would say parents shouldn't even sit and watch tryouts if their kid is 10 years old or older. Really, mm-hmm. you're not, you're not going to change um, the outcome by stressing it and watching it and then trying to like, talk to them about it. You really just need to prepare them, get them there early, make sure they've had sleep, make sure they've been fed the right foods and are in a good headspace and feeling confident. I think confidence and as you know, as a coach is one of the biggest factors affecting play and success. And so why stress them out? Why like make it this huge thing in the house? And and also it probably goes on for weeks. You know, it's a, it's, you just got to relax them and let them go out and do their thing. No, that's true. That's 100% true. And I'll be fooled 100% honest. What you were saying about tryouts, it's completely true. Completely true. In fact, I have a funny, funny story. This happened to me like two weeks ago. I had one of my players ask me during tryouts, coach, why is it that you're substituting me so much? Am I playing Am I not playing well today? And I was like, no, I actually just know. You got to see the others. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm trying to see the others. <laughs> I, and you so know you're what? Perfectly and parent, fine. <laughs> okay, this is a great example. So a parent of that kid is sitting in the stands watching, okay, or on the field watching, and they're fuming over this. Well, why isn't Billy getting to, why does he keep taking Billy out? Oh my God, this is going to, and let's say Billy didn't have that conversation with you or whoever he is. Like, I love that he did that, right? Because at least he got to the bottom of it, but let's say he didn't. And then he gets in the car and the parent gets in the car and they're like, 
well, why didn't you play very much? Like they start to like plant these seeds and now all of a sudden he's concerned. Yeah. <laughs> really, you knew he made the team. Like it's just so, that's why like the, the more parents can kind of pull back, don't watch the tryouts. And you know, I have a great story. My nephew is a, is a great soccer player. He plays for the Red Bulls. And he was trying out for a team even a year older. This is a few years ago. My brother took him to the tryouts and he was watching the whole tryout. And he was like, man, he's just not like, why isn't he starting trying to play on offense? Why does he keep like going to defense? Why isn't he shooting more? Why isn't he doing all these things? You know, and he got get him in the car and he's like, dude, if you want to make this team, you're going to have to blah, 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 blah. You know, it's like so much anxiety around it. Next day, same thing. Gets in the car, tells him, I don't understand what's going on. You're not really showing yourself, whatever. My nephew ends up making the team. Six months go by, they're at some lunch or whatever, you know, on the road. And my brother says to the coach, wow, I was really surprised, like, that you guys chose him. Like I was, it seemed like he really, and the coach said, we're not looking for six guys that want to be superstars who like are all trying to score goals. He knew where we needed positions. He knew exactly where to fill in. We need people, all different kinds of players that are doing, that are aware and are like, you know, can, can be comfortable filling in a role and don't have, if we got 10 superstars on the team, your guys who have that sort of mentality, we're not going anywhere. So coaches are looking for and filling in and seeing different things that parents aren't. We're just so focused on our kid and why he did or didn't do this. And so we need to really just step back and trust the kid, trust the coach and trust the process. No, 100%. 100%. I, I do the same. And so when, it, when I see a player that's new, he's coming for trials or anything, I think less is more. You don't tell him anything because it's a moment that he's nervous. So whatever you say, it's going to condition him. So maybe his natural way of playing, it's not, a, let's suppose, a Billy doesn't really dribble that much, um, but he moves really well and that's a, has another strength. So if I tell him, like, you know what, Billy, in a trial, well, you got to try to drill. He's automatically going to try to dribble and probably take him to do a lot of bad decisions that he, he wouldn't have done. So yeah it's much better to just say like you know what if you're here like play with confidence it means that you're you're a good player so just do your thing and yeah and, and i mean there is a point where at certain points you want to i mean i i say that story but there is like my other daughter had a, a, tr a tryout there an id camp at ucla and the coach said you know she played great but we want to see her take a few more chances right so there is another side to that. And there's like a balance that you kind of have to strike. Uh -huh. But I think overall, as far as the parent kid piece is step back and let them figure that out because you're going to give yeah. them all kinds of information and it's probably going to be uh, wrong. <laughs> true, true, completely. <laughs> Asia, and um, as, a, as a parent, as, as Billy's parent, um, <laughs> What um, what do you think it's it's if any if there's any like the homework of the parent prior to to tryouts? You know, prior to tryouts, I really think it's kind of what I said. I think you want to create an atmosphere that is not stressful, that you're not overthinking it, that you're not clouding them with things, and do talk to them only about things that they can control. Right, their attitude, their effort 
making yeah. eye contact, getting them there early, making sure they're feeling just calm and prepared for that week or every week that or every day that they're doing it. Get them enough rest. There's like foods that are going to be good to eat before and good after. You just want them being at their best. You know, you don't want them doing a bunch of sleepovers and, you know, going to the beach all day and then going to try out. It's just like common sense stuff. I think that's really, you know, as I said, and, and as you know, it's the tryout is happening all year. So if you're trying to jam in 10, you know, five private trainings the week before, it's not going to work. You know, you just, you want them feeling confident and prepared, rested, and just ready for it. That's it. No, completely, completely. And what do you think about the, because this is probably the worst moment of all, that it's the after tryouts, the moment that we're actually waiting. We don't know if we made the team. (laughs) That is tough. And it's, and also I did want to talk a little bit, if you don't Mm -hmm. mind, Pablo, just during, during tryouts, if your kid is having negative experiences or is feeling bad, because, you know, a lot of times, um, you know, kids, we talk about parent maybe saying negative things, but sometimes the kids are very hard on themselves or are, or are starting to get down. They're not feeling um, confident about it, you know? And so I think parents really, it, it throughout the process, need to help them reframe this stuff or or actually also going into it, like if the kid is nervous and, and feeling bad, you know, you talk about like, what does that feel, right? What does nervousness feel like? Your heart beats faster, your breathing speeds up, you're perspiring or whatever. That's actually exactly what excitement feels like too, if you think mm-hmm. about it. And so you kind of have to frame stuff for your kids. Like you're excited. It doesn't mean that you're it's like the same emotion. So help your child sort of reframe their anxiety, make it into a positive. And the same thing goes kind of with positive self-talk, you know, whether, you know, our brain is sending messages all the time to um, our muscles. And it's telling us if we're, if we're talking about negative things and failure, and we're never going to make it, I'm never going to make this team your body is then going to kind of repeat that and line up with that. Like you need to be continually giving them positive feedback, helping them reframe it, not holding on to bad moments. And even during the games or the the scrimmages or, or the tryouts in any part of it, if they mess up, let it go. So like, those are some more things you can do during and before that like kind of help them just get in the right mind frame for it, you know, and not hold on to that stuff. Um, when bad things happen and breathing is so important, you know, how they breathe and kind of like if they're starting to feel negative or starting to get nervous, slowing down their breathing and, you know, just taking a moment to like get back into the moment and not and playing with joy and, and not worrying about everything so much. Um, that's during, but I do have a lot that's about amazing. after. That's, that's an amazing piece of advice, actually. Incredible. And I'm, I'm really happy that you mentioned that. In fact, you know, one of the most unique things that we do uh, with um, coach and player development, it's um, we have a program that it's for complementary training. We, we call it train at home. Um, not so original in the name, but um, <laughs> um, one of the best things that we have is uh, we work with a high performance coach. 
Um, her name is Michelle Weimer, and she's she's amazing. And um, she talks about that in one of her classes as well. She says, mm -hmm. uh, and, and I think that's such great advice for every athlete and for every parent, that it's how you can actually reframe, how you can actually modify by, by self-speech and turn pressure into motivation, into mm -hmm. that excitement. Mm -hmm. um, because it's exactly like you say, it's, it's the same it's the same symptom. Same feeling in your body. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So how important it is. And, and, and I'm trying to recall when I was young and I was an athlete, like if in that moment that you're actually reading errors, you count on the tools to, to reframe that and say like, wow, right. this, this is great. I'm, I'm feeling like this because I'm super excited about what's going on. And, and those are tools. That's what I love about sports and why I'm so passionate about what I do. These tools that we're talking about, Sorry, that's my dog barking. Our li life tools. That's that's not just when you're on the soccer field. That's when you're at your first job interview. That's when you're about to give the big speech. That's when you're on your wedding day. Like these things, and that's why sports are so amazing. We can practice so many different situations and scenarios in sports that are really going to be so important throughout their entire lives. And it, it's really, it's a great gift. Totally. I couldn't agree with you more. And um, and that's another message that I always try to pass through my family is that it's, um, I don't ask them, it's like, if, if, I mean, of course we want to see athletes like, okay, they're getting better on the field. But at the same time, I start asking them, it's like, do you notice any change of behaviors? Do you notice any character development in your play and, mm -hmm. um, along the months? Because and, and we we go back to, to a point that we discussed before is, um, for example, one thing that is important for me is to, to, to work a lot on the accountability of the player. Mm -hmm. And um, I know there are going to be a lot of hiccups in the process of becoming right. more accountable. Um, so they're going to go through failures. But at the same time, after months, you start seeing little changes. The player becomes mm -hmm. more accountable. And what I love about that is that I know that I'm leaving something that goes beyond the field. Yes. Is something that it's gonna it's gonna stay with them. So that's my question for the parents. It's like, yeah, do you think that he's doing better at passing a ball, you know, you know, 40 yards pass? Well, that that matters. But I also want to do you notice any change in behaviors? If you do, yeah, it's a really positive sign. And like you say, I think that at the end, this is youth sports. So those things are worth are golden. Golden. So many most of these kids aren't gonna go on to play anywhere. So this is what it's all about, right? Completely. That is your job as a coach. It's like, yes, soccer, but like all this other stuff is what's really important. And I think if parents can kind of step back and realize that, and even in the tryout process, if they can really sort of come to terms with that, that's going to make a big difference about the stress they're feeling and the anxiety they're feeling. But, you know, I wanted to, to you mentioned something there that is super mm -hmm. key and really one of my main points about after the tryout too, which is accountability. Mm -hmm. So I think what happens a lot of times, like, let's say we're going to talk about Johnny, Bobby, whatever, didn't make the team. Okay. This is the scenarios that we're most concerned with. Um, if a parent starts criticizing the process, criticizing the coach, criticizing, you know, when they're, when their kid doesn't make it, telling them, oh, the coach doesn't know what he's talking about. The team is just, it's daddy ball, this, that, or the other. You're really all you're doing is minimizing their ability and their chance to grow and learn and have accountability, right? Absolutely. So I think the main thing after the tryout is to not minimize the process and not minimize 
what your child just went through and not make excuses of why they didn't make it. Because as we said, failure is their greatest teacher. They'll grow and learn more from that and to teach them to reframe it. Okay, this was a learning process. What did you learn? What do you have to work on? What do you have to do next? Because I think that initial hurt feeling causes that they just want to like solve it for their kids. Oh, they didn't know what they're doing. You're good, you know? And that's just really counterproductive to both the kid, the organization, to, to their lifelong learning about how to handle failure, really. No, completely. And, and, and from the coach standpoint, we, we noticed right away um, because, you know, of course, they're, they're, um, they're in their youth years and they have a lot to learn about the sport specifically. They, they, they're going to have a lot of mistakes. It's a developmental process. And when we notice one and we try to deliver um, a constructive uh, mm -hmm. criticism, like we we can see the reaction of the player and um, some players take that in a, you know, they take it in different ways and um, you can see why sometimes. Sometimes it's natural in, in the personality of the player, but a lot of times it's because of the message that he's been receiving at home. From home. If every yeah. time that he's not succeeding, it's somebody else's fault, then he's never going to be good at taking criticism from, from, from the coach. And that's actually blocking his development. And totally. it's important that the, that the parents are aware of that. And also, you know, and I'm sure you don't sound like a coach that would do this, that it seems very, you're, you're obviously very aware of this. But I do think sometimes as the parent and the kid, these processes are sort of in a vacuum and you find out you didn't make the team and then you're assigned to the lower team or whatever it is. But there's no processing of why or how. And I know like that can be a lengthy process, but that is something I think coaches um, and an, or, or team leader or, you know, club leaders or whatever, whether it's a written email or a phone call is probably even better to really kind of let the player know why. Right. I think a lot of times it's just like, oh, they didn't make it. And then the kid is sort of left like, what happened? What I do wrong? But to have the, that conversation, to give them stuff to understand it better, I think could go a long way in easing like the angst of the parent, but more importantly, the kid and what they need to, to learn and grow and you know get the, what information they need to get from that. Why didn't they make that? And I think you know that we forget that little piece to that. I think the, the tryouts really need a sort of follow-up component to them. Oh, no, 100%. I think, in fact, I think that's one of the most common mistakes that that we do as coaches and professionals from, from the industry. Um, there's no such thing as over-communicating. Uh, right. So true. And, and, it, and, it's, and it's important. It's an unpleasant moment because, of course, we're, we're humans. We see a way beyond the, the result itself. And Especially like the, the 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 worst cases are the ones that a player that was part of your team now he's not making it the second year. Those are the ones that hurt even the most Brutal. because you love yeah. the kid, you love the player already. Um, but um, it's 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 important get together with them. I I suggest even much much better if you don't do it by email. Email can be you know read in, in different ways, but have an yeah. honest conversation. They'll understand. So yeah. You know, and, and also I think it's important, and this is kind of moving on to another point, but is to not 
for parents not to say to downplay it either. So this is a big deal to their child, right? Or typically it is. So if they didn't make the team they wanted or they're not gonna be with their friends, let them express their feelings and kind of get it out. Don't, don't squash it with like, it's only a game. There's always next time. You know what I mean? Like ask them questions, ask, encourage them. And like, what, what do you think happened? What do you want? Let's reflect on it. You know what I mean? And sometimes it can be hard, right? Not every kid um, wants to talk in those situations or even has the right words, but just recognizing that it's a moment um, to not just brush aside and try to give all those like, you know, sports sayings, whatever, like it's it to really, you know, honor and recognize their feelings for it, you know, and, and to not criticize the process and not to belittle what the kid is feeling, just somehow meet them where they're at and, you know, hear them out and let them kind of get it out. Even, even if you disagree with it, I, I sometimes have a hard time if, after a game, let's say my kid is like saying the refs or this, because I know it's just so, so not helpful to talk like that, but I still need to let her get it out. Right. And maybe we circle back to that kind of thought process later. So hearing them out, hearing what their, their thoughts are and, you know, being, being there for them. No, completely. No, no, completely. Completely. It's, 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 um, I mean, you can you can tell better about this one, but it's probably a good moment just to to ask questions and listen, right? Yeah. Instead of like you're saying, instead of giving a lot of sporting cliches, um, yeah. to actually be present and and listen, let them let them try to express what they feel and see what you can do. Yeah, and and not also make it seem like it's the end of the world because it's not, as we've been saying no, all along. Not. And you know, the the flip side, I think this is probably the the last real point about after trials, it, there is a tricky situation to be had if your child does make a team and they, friends did it, you know? And I don't know exactly the right play there, but I, I would say just to be graceful and kind and, and try to encourage them not to like, maybe blast it all over social media or what, you know, I mean, it's like, just be thoughtful about what the other kids are feeling, you know, and, and maybe if they're close friends, shoot them a little text or something about, you know, how bummed you are, you're not going to be playing together, but also to, to kind of have that experience in a graceful and kind way. Um, and remember what it feels like for all those kids that didn't make the team too. No, absolutely. Couldn't agree more. Isha, um, apart from, I want to be respectful of your time and apart from thanking you very much for it um i wanted to ask you for two things um if you don't mind one is like if if i missed any any questions or any important points that you wanted to to mention to parents and the second one is if you would like to share your information what you do with a lot to watch you play um people that want to know more about you that would like to get in touch with you um how can they do that well, thanks, Pablo. I think we really covered everything pretty much and some. Um, it, was a, it was a great talk and I'll, I'll probably share it too on with my audience because I do think that there's a lot to this and your questions were great. And, you know, Thank I'm you. glad I'm glad to have worked through some of the stuff. As far as I love to watch you play, there's a lot of different ways you can sort of engage with us and get the information. Um, I love to watch you play.com all written out. That's the website. 
but our Facebook page is very alive and active and, you know, we get, it's fun because a lot of parents will get back and forth on topics. Um, and that's at, I love to watch you play. Um, we have Instagram at I L T W P, but if you search, I love to watch you play, I think it comes up, um, Twitter as well and a newsletter. And, um, we do podcasts two or three a month with great experts and, um, I do it with Sam Mignari, he's a sports psychologist, and, and we've really had some interesting discussions. One whole show about sleep, concussions, um, addiction in athletes. Um, and so we're really, I think our next one is coming up this month, it's on nutrition. Mm-hmm. And that's been really um, insightful, and we've been getting some great guests on that. Um, and a newsletter. I'm really I personally love a newsletter. So I always think as a busy parent, just getting all this information that I'm kind of working on and doing, and you get it right in your email box. So um, the newsletter, you sign on to that either on um, Facebook or on the website, you can find it too. So, um, you know, we're all in this together. We're all, we all want the best for our kids. and, And there's just, you know, there's no perfect way or perfect path, but kind of getting knowledge and getting information and understanding is, is definitely going to be helpful. No, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, Lisa, once again, um, I, I really appreciate your time. It's always a pleasure um, to have a conversation with you and um, best for you and for your, for your daughters that are going through tryouts as well. Yes. <laughs> Thank you. And good luck to all your parents and your kids and your athletes out there. Pablo is an absolute pleasure. My pleasure, my pleasure. Thank you, Asia. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank, 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 thanks for listening to Coach's Education exclusively on the Rush Podcast Network.